What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Outfielder Podcast, episode 38, brought to you by Sensibly Loud Media. I am your host, J-Mac, a.k.a. founder numero uno, and I am joined by my co-host, who is currently down in the on-deck circle. Let's go to him and see what's going on. Ladies and gentlemen, now batting cleanup for the Outfielder Podcast, number three, the great Sam Bino. Good afternoon, Sam. Hey, how are you? Good, man. How are you doing? Good. Uh, my week is ending early. I'm going to Colorado uh, tomorrow for a long weekend for Ooh, a wedding. It's going to be great. Nice, nice. Congrats to our boy David. Good stuff for yes. him. Good, yeah, man. Good for him. You guys are going to try to do the mountains for a day or so and then back to the city for the weekend or what? That sounds, that's exactly what's happening. We're going to go up to the mountains and see my mother and then uh, down to Denver for the, uh, rehearsal dinner on saturday and then wedding on sunday and then we're back on monday so i'm off tomorrow and monday and work sucks so i'm just gonna totally relish this opportunity sounds like we will be recording a show on monday instead of sunday like usual yeah probably so unless you want to yeah. just go to the wedding with like the uh, lapel mics and just you know <laughs> sit in the back yeah, row and my, commentate that, sound, that sounds great <laughs> i would love to call balls and strikes at this wedding <laughs> Incredible, incredible. Well, Ben's not with us today. I think he's out digging a hole somewhere, like usual. Ugh, so weird. Yeah, we are not here to to talk about the holes. <laughs> we're we're definitely not here to talk about the holes. So you know, this is episode thirty-eight. How do you feel about the quantity of time that you're spending doing this? Oh. That's, I mean, at least thirty-eight hours. Oh, it's far more than that because episode five was recorded like three times. So <laughs> not to mention the test shows we did. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm happy about it. I, I, I think it's awesome. I never expected to get this far in it. I think we were talking about this a little bit the other night, but um, I never really expected to get this far with it at all. We're, we're on a good clip of doing two episodes a week. And uh, I mean, I'm having fun talking baseball, man. I hadn't had enough of it yet. Me neither. This is probably the most engaging season I've had. Yeah, I agree. It really helps. Uh, I don't know. It helps you look around the league aside from fantasy. And we're pretty good about that anyway, which speaking of which, we're playing each other this week. We are. You're a little bit of a cripple this week, yes. so it's not really a fair fight. Um, that doesn't mean that I am confident in my ability to win, but I am winning currently. But yes. we know how that panned out last time. I Correct. Totally yeah. After talking mad shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely crept in the back door and beat you last time. I hit like I had like Chris Sale go on the DL. I had Altuve go on the DL. I had just, but they're all like endeavors as well. So it's all yep. like quick little like 10 day stints. Like Chris Sale's going to miss a start against the Yankees this weekend and then back yep. on like Tuesday against Toronto. So like, you know, like, and I'm good with that. Like they need to be resting him anyway, but it's just, it couldn't have come at a worse week for me. Yeah, I definitely feel you. I mean, I've had injury problems all season yeah. up until. Uh, the end of the all-star break and finally my team's healthy and what do you know i string three wins together i know it's pretty impressive man i'm 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 glad i mean you'll get a win you'll i don't know we'll see what happens but you'll probably get a win for me this week just because everything is just i couldn't even make enough moves you know it just yeah, it's one of those right. things so i'll take the win and then i play um shit ass ivan next week and that's almost a guaranteed win so pretty much five in a row mm -hmm. um almost guaranteed a playoff spot pretty happy about that Hey man, I you know me. I want you in the playoffs because I know that you'll you'll put up a good fight. So compete, yes, Indeed. it'll be a good fight. But um, sorry about the injuries; it's not really fair. But you'll take no. the series. You'll take the series win two to two to one. Yeah. Of all people, you don't have to apologize for injuries because you've been fucking 
like Un- train wrecked all year. Believable. <laughs> I know, right? Have you? Uh, did you finally cut loose of anybody that we talked about? Yeah, I cut loose uh, Josh Donaldson and then picked up. Um, what's his face? Uh, Cody Allard. He made a spot start from Gwinnett for the Braves. Mm-hmm. He did okay. He picked up the win. He K'd one over five, and the Braves just like pummeled uh, Miami. Mm. And so he got the win. Yeah. Um, funny thing about so there's in my office obviously a ton of Braves fans sure. living in Atlanta. And we've got one guy from Miami. So he's a Miami Marlins fan. <laughs> Poor guy. And they, they're pretty <laughs> merciless against him. Um, and today uh, we were talking about how they, they, it's been raining like crazy here, like no shit for like four days solid. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just thunder. Not something that really happens here that often. You usually get like a little bit of rain. Sure. Anyway, game, game got rained out. And uh, those two guys are kind of talking about the game. And then the Braves fan goes, oh, don't worry. That just gives us a chance to beat you twice on the 13th of August. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> That's awesome. I laughed on that. That's so. incredible. I was, um, I'm trying to think. So did the Braves pick up any starters at the deadline? Did they pick up any starters? I don't think so, right? Didn't they get Gosman from Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And we'll go into that here in a few minutes, but... Um, I'll be really interested to see how things go for them going forward. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. I, but I definitely want to talk about those moves a little bit more in depth because they did some really crafty things that made me, uh, chuckle out loud for sure. So there's definitely stuff to talk about. Um, we're going to review today. We're just going to go through and review deadline stuff. Uh, but we still got the usual staples, piece of shit corner and all that. Um, let's go ahead and check out who is sponsoring the pod today. Okay. Let's see here. Ah, yes. Are you tired of unreliable cable? Not ready to cut the cord quite yet, though? Need something to do when your cable is out? Well, boy, do we have the place for you. That's right, I'm talking about John Jay's Dildo and Satellite Dish Emporium. The fine folks down at John Jay's Dildo and Satellite Dish Emporium are there to make sure that you get exactly what you're looking for and will not rest until your expectations are surpassed. Need a rigid dildo? They've got you covered. Need a dish that can pick up 1,200 channels? They've got you covered there too. Down at John Jay's, they've got every size, shape, color, and more. They carry every brand from Pleasure Right to Zenith. Stop missing out on your favorite shows and nights of pleasure and get down to John Jay's Dildo and Satellite Dish Emporium today. Back to you, Sam. (laughs) Did not see that coming. I knew you didn't. I knew two (laughs) things about that 40-liner whenever I wrote it. Number one, John Jay would be involved, and number two, Zenith Satellite Dishes were going to make themselves uh, in there somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, I I actually wrote down Zenith so that in my (laughs) laughter I wouldn't forget to mention that you called out Zenith Televisions. Is that because it's so close to the word climax? Uh, yeah, I may have something to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. Do you think John Jay appreciates being associated with rigid dildos or television sets? Absolutely. And, uh, no, sorry, uh, satellite dishes? Uh, probably not, but I mean, he's the one that's putting his name on this stuff. Ben's just out uh, finding the sponsors, so you know. Wow. John Jay. Isn't he on the Diamondbacks? Yeah, he's been on... So- didn't he last... He play- yeah, he's on the Diamondbacks for sure. Didn't he last play for the Mets or something like that, right? Uh, I don't, I don't even know. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, wow, it's good stuff. That was amazing. It's good stuff. Um, all right, let's do the piece of shit corner. Yes, let's talk pieces of shit. This is Paul Ramham from WBAT in Cincinnati. We interrupt this regular schedule of programming to bring you this breaking news bulletin. It appears that people have been called pieces of shit from around the globe. 
Baseball players in particular seem to be the main target. However, no person, concept, or universe is exempt from this cruel but very usual punishment. The perpetrator has been identified as the great Sambino. Police have confirmed that he is still at large and about to take his piece of shit corner. Ding, 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 huge piece of shit. Great, first piece of shit of the week, Sonny Gray. Fuck him. Sonny Gray is a starter, uh, nope. former starter yep. for the New York Yankees. Mm-hmm. Uh, this season, negative 0.4 war. War. I say war when war. I say this. I know that's not how you fucking say yeah, it. It's just like a war, like World War II. War. I don't. Uh, I yeah. write it in caps, and it makes me say it like oh. it's an acronym. Makes sense. I don't know. Makes sense. War. Negative 0.4 war. In 21 starts. And 103 innings pitched, he is 8 and 8 with a 5 5 6 ERA and a 1 5 2 whip. Wow. Um, Sonny Gray has fallen off the deep end like hard. Mm-hmm. Um, hasn't really been good for the Yankees at all since moving from Oakland. And this season, um, he's just been absolute garbage again. He just got removed from the rotation. Uh, yesterday, I believe, he pitched two and two thirds innings, uh, gave up eight hits and seven earned against the lowly Baltimore Orioles. Mm, not um, like a shell of the Baltimore Orioles, too. Right. Yeah, I mean, they've been completely... Like, none of the same guys are on the team as before, except Adam Jones, for some reason. Right. Um, he also was caught smiling as he came off the mound after that appearance. Um, I'm not knocking him for that, but that is probably a contributing factor to the powers that be in uh, Yankee land removing him from the rotation. Yeah, they, uh, that's probably not the best place to be doing that. There's probably two places I would say that you cannot like laugh or smile or anything like that as you come off a, a miserable start, and that would be Yankee Stadium and Fenway Park. I totally agree. I think um, people handle stress in very, very different ways. I'm the type of guy to do pretty much just what he did. Like If I make a huge, a huge fuck-up, I'm probably going to laugh at myself a little bit, and I think that's probably what he was doing. Yeah. Um, all the people who know Sonny Gray say that he's a, obviously a very dedicated person to his craft. Um, he's not taking it lightly, but that's just how he reacted to the situation. Um, so, sorry, Sonny Gray. You're kind of a piece of shit when it comes to throwing the baseball this year. One more note about him. Did you see what happened with his tweeters? His tweeters? Yes. No. Oh, shit. More of this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. He deleted his Twitter already because of these things that were unearthed after he had this horrible start. Not great. Man, I don't like this trend. I mean, it's good that this it, like people are being ousted for being jackasses um, on the interwebs. However, I don't like the trend of people sleuthing through their history just because they're in the spotlight. I don't know. It just feels weird that this is now a thing. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Cool. cool. Love it. Second piece of shit. Billy Bean. This Billy be Bean is a former MLB player. Indeed. I don't know if a lot of people knew that. Career war of negative 1.6. Mm-hmm. He me- played for the Mets, the Twins, the Tigers, and the A's. He hit 219, had a 542 OPS with three home runs over 300 at-bats. So think mm-hmm. about 300 at-bats. That's, um, call it a season's worth of at-bats, probably less than. Mm-hmm. And he's worth negative basically two games jesus christ (laughs) so uh excellent 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 gm doing really crafty shit for a really long time spawning a whole new way of thinking about baseball players and acquisitions 
Um, shitty baseball player, though. So sorry, Billy, you're in the POS corner. He was rated as like he was a five tool guy, wasn't he? Yeah, he was yeah. a super well touted prospect, but just yeah. didn't pan out. Yeah, and I mean, and he's attributed a lot of that to not playing in college, and there's a lot of regret there, and you know, taking the money and that kind of play. Um, a truly humble guy about it, though. It seems like. Yeah, yeah, we're going, we're going almost purely based on performance in this POS corner. We're not going okay. social, moral, high ground. Hey, you gave um, him credit for really being poor a, performance. You gave him credit for being a very fantastic GM. So. I like immediately. It. Yeah, I'm, I'm under the impression that he was almost immediately aware that he needed to be um, managing teams as opposed to playing ball. That's what Moneyball told me when I read it. I think I read it. I don't even remember. God. Yeah. It's a good book. It's good stuff. All right. Who's next? Next? Um, next piece of shit is ball players playing with their dick and balls. Ooh, okay. So uh, baseball players love to play with their junk. Um, a lot mm-hmm. like way way too much every in, be- in between every pitch someone's fondling their gentleman's vegetables someone's putting the bat up against the like their bell end it's just fucking ridiculous i mean the sport is phallic enough without you touching yourself in between every play and every pitch an adjustment is needed here or there sure. my balls stick together too i totally get it but um Mark stop it stop it it's like pornographic at times <laughs> Um. Hmm. Yeah, I think he was uh, like rubbing himself with it. <laughs> There's something about pine tar in there too. I bet. Oh yeah, it's definitely there. It's yeah. Stuff. Okay. Fourth piece of shit: Subway sandwiches. Oh. The brand. Um, they are. They're just falling off the edge of the earth as well. I mean, you've got places like Jimmy John's and Jersey Mike's and you know Firehouse Subs. All these really like nicer quality sandwiches just beating the piss out of subway Mm -hmm. subway expanded and now they're kind of contracting there's like this vacuum of sandwich uh shops that need to be filled and these really good places are filling that void i mean they just serve slimy cold cuts and old veggies and i saw a commercial the other day and i just felt fucking sorry for them they were using very hipster like cinematography using a corgi to try and sell like double meat wraps and what? i was like oh man subway you suck <laughs> that's just confusing <laughs> that was so weird that's like using it was john, so weird that's like using john jay to sell your dildos and satellite dishes <laughs> <laughs> i haven't been to a subway in years i probably won't ever go back no. unless i you know stop somewhere outside of jackson mississippi yeah um I, i'm not a fan jackson of that has a jimmy john's we know that and we just kind of stopped there good point I, I'm not a fan of that place either. I, it just there's something about the, like you said, the wet meat on the dry, br- like cold meat on the dry bread. And it's just like, at least toast the goddamn thing. Right. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm just getting old. I don't know. I liked no. it in my twenties when it was nearby and it was a thing that I ate, it but was, um, not anymore. In your twenties, it was cheap and easy to get to, you know, that kind of thing. It was an ease. Yeah. I like chilies at one point in my life too, but that doesn't mean that it's great. <laughs> they are they are one and the same in in the quality tiers. I totally agree. Um, so sorry, Subway, you're a piece of shit now. Damn, I like it. It's good stuff. You name the time frame, I'll name an asshole. Good stuff. Good stuff. I love the piece, the piece of shit quarter. I never pass an opportunity to. Uh, totally shit on someone clearly um all right well it's not a character flaw yeah is it (laughs) (laughs) i don't know maybe um 
Let's talk about this uh, deadline. It passed this past Monday. A lot of movement happened. We did a little bit of a, a pre-deadline episode talking about what all's going on, but uh, mm. the deadline came and went, and there were a hell of a lot of interesting moves. Yeah, some interesting ones. No, I mean, the only real blockbuster move that happened um, after Big Domino Machado, in my mind, was the Pirates getting Chris Archer. Mm-hmm. Okay. I- they got, uh, in return, the Rays got Austin Meadows, an outfielder, and Tyler Glass now, a starting pitcher who's been, I think, largely in the pen this year for, for Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, but both have are super young, very, very talented players. And um, I think both sides won in this. The Rays get. Uh, two really young players with a lot of future potential. Yep. And And then the Pirates get three years of control of arguably one of the most talented pitchers in in the in baseball. Agreed. They kind of backdoored into this thing though because they they were I mean they went on an eleven game win streak right as we approached and I mean they wouldn't have probably done that otherwise, right? Absolutely. I think they're sellers if they don't go on that huge win streak. I would agree with that. Um, I thought one of the bigger deals that got done that was not talked about was Brian Dozier going to the Dodgers. Yeah, what did they get in return for that? Um, They got, let me see, I have it down here somewhere. Minnesota takes Logan Forsyth uh, and two prospects. I can't believe that Logan Forsyth is is still in this league, number one. Um, Brian Dozier is probably one of the most underrated hitters out there, like right next to Manny Machado that people don't really talk about because he fell into a hole in Minnesota somewhere. Um, on the season, not the mud in Pittsburgh, but the holes in Minnesota. Correct. Uh, on the season between the both teams, he is batting 229 on base 309 and has an OPS of 724. That's good production. Yeah. Got 53 RBIs. Okay, we can we can expect an uptick uh, when he gets to the Dodgers. I imagine that you know they made they made some moves. I think they might be for real, dude. The Dodgers has a completely different team than than they started out with this year. I mean, doesn't that say something about their management that they can feel confident enough to uh, totally cycle through all their players and still like power through? It's such a Dodgers thing to happen, though. God, there's always some dude just like wailing on the ball. You've never heard of him. I know. Um, Machado has 70 RBIs this year. So you're adding that. So just think about that pace. So that's what, so we're like, uh, how far through the season would you say? Just over halfway, right? A little more than halfway. Five games or something. Okay. So you're talking about adding 53, like just if it keeps up at that same pace, 53 and 70 to that roster, like whatever that pace is, that's a lot of, a lot of offense. Plus you're getting Justin Turner back. Um, is Bellinger out for the year? Is he back? Who's out for the year on that team? It's somebody major. Corey Seager. Corey Seager. That's right. Tommy John. Yeah. I always get Corey Seager. Uh, Those two young white kids. Yeah. No, I always get, (laughs) I always get, uh, Seager and Bellinger mixed up. I do too. I picked up Corey Seager. Um, and it seemed like a really good move. And then he immediately was announced to have Tommy John surgery, like unbeknownst to anyone. Mm-hmm. I was super pissed. Yeah, that's rough, man. That's definitely rough. Um, that's right up there with me picking up an injured player this week. You did. <laughs> I saw that and uh, gave you some shit, but that was a good pickup anyway. If you hang on to him, what's his name? I can't even pronounce it. Uh, Loretta's Guriel Jr. Yeah. Yeah. That'll uh, be good. It, yeah. I mean, he's out two to six weeks. I mean, so it's a little bit more of a long term play, but 
Um, and it like it was one of those things he got hurt, and then it was like, well, I'm going to pick him up and see what happens. And then, I mean, anywhere from two to six weeks is kind of like nut kick. Uh, yeah, that's a really big, big yeah. um, window, right? Exactly, exactly. But we'll I'll, I'll eyeball it and see what happens. Uh, let's see what else happened. So I wrote about the Baltimore Orioles situation and them clearing out like, uh, let's see, they got they cleared out eight players and got fourteen back. Plus some international signing bonus money. I thought they did a really, really good job. I thought your your blog nailed it. They traded a bunch of players away um, that were either they were going to lose control of or didn't want anymore, and they got a huge bag of dice. Mm-hmm. Um, and every every prospect, every player you pick up is kind of a gamble. So they got like a ton, a ton of like really good prospect. Not really good. They got a ton of new talent, yes. fresh blood. They have to restock the farm system and see how it goes. Like they're in yeah. full rebuild mode, and I like the commitments. I do too. I think I still think that Dan Duquette's going to lose his job, and I still think that Buck probably will move on as well, um, just because they're going to want a young GM and a young manager to kind of ex, you know to walk that that rebuild along. I, I mean, right. the, most teams go that direction with it. I think the only exception this year was like Garden High or something like that, and even that was mm-hmm. not a terrible hire. I didn't want him anywhere near the Red Sox, but I also felt pretty good about that hire for Detroit. And they've been better than they than everybody thought they'd be, that's for sure. That's true. So, yeah, watch out for them in a couple of years. Exactly. Um, one thing that I love that the or-, or two people that I love that the Orioles got in this trade, um, and this was on the trade for Shope uh, to the Brewers. They got uh, Luis Ortiz and Jonathan Villar. Both of those are very highly toted prospects. Yeah, so, great moves. I love to see um, a team just totally commit to the rebuild and get something um, – known to be good in return as well as some other unknowns i hate to even throw this out there well first of all baseball reference does not pull up the right luis ortiz whenever you start looking into that um but didn't he come from the rangers sounds like we would give up someone who's supposed to be good pretty sure that was involved with that luke roy trade and all that jeremy jefferson all that stuff oh yeah that makes sense that sounds right (sighs) yeah that's a nut kick uh what else what else have you got uh let's see other moves phillies pick up wilson ramos uh, a known very good bat Mm -hmm. um when he's healthy arguably one of the better hitters um at the catching position Mm -hmm. so that's good for them i don't think they committed enough um i think they still think they're a year away and didn't go all out yeah man i was surprised that they didn't do a little bit more as well i figured that i mean they've They've really kind of overall outplayed that division this year by a long shot. I mean, not exactly, but I mean, they've looked a lot better than people thought they would. And I would have thought they would have added something there. Something. Yeah, well, think, think about the teams there. I mean, you've yeah. got um, the Nats, who are the higher payroll, should have won the division sort of team. You've got the Braves and the Phillies, who, in my mind, are equivalent in their level of rebuild and both like ill-prepared to take on uh, deep stages of the postseason. Yeah. And then you've got the fucking bottom dwellers um, who will remain nameless Mets and Marlins. God, speaking of the Mets and Marlins, that fucking game that the Mets lost 25 to four the other day was brutal. Oh my God. I was watching, it was the Nats versus the <laughs> versus the eh, Mets versus Nats. Yep. And it was 13 to zero in like the third inning. And I was like, Justin, you got to check this shit out. <laughs> fucking believable it was like seven the box score looked like seven three 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 it was brutal my, oh, man. fuck my favorite my favorite line um up until that point 
it was like the probably the fifth inning. The pitcher, Tanner Roark, was two for four with two runs scored and three RBI. Like, yep. that's what you expect Bryce Harper to be doing. Yeah. My favorite was uh, the fact that the Nationals had scored 19 runs before the Mets scored their first. Fucking A. And then, uh, what's his name? Sean Kelly had a meltdown after he gave up a home run. And they were like a 19-run yeah. lead, 24-run yeah. lead. Threw his glove and got cut over it. Did you see this? Yeah, what a piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I I also kind of think... damn it. He should have been the piece of shit. I also kind of think that the Nats might be the piece of shit for fucking cutting him after that. Like, I mean, I get it. No. No? All right. No, no they've got a culture problem. They need to cut that shit out. That he is, he's their culture problem. That's not he's, it. Uh, he's a contributing factor. <laughs> okay. All right. Who did Shit they like that will not be okay. They moved out somebody for that exact reason. I forget who it was. Let me look. Well, they're trying to unload Bud Norris. Yeah. Oh no, that's the Cardinals. No, that's Mind the Cardinals. They, they unloaded somebody else that was a culture issue. Oh, uh, Brian Kinsler. Yeah. What a son of a bitch. Yeah. Like, I guess that, so it's funny because they removed him because the rumor was that he was the one responsible for leaking out that they have a bad clubhouse, but right. that, that didn't solve the problem. That just, <laughs> that, that you just got, gets him you out got rid of, of a leak, but you still yeah. have a, a sludge problem. Right. Like <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now you're just, the room's going to fill up with sludge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you son of an idiot. What, idiot. A, what a fucking moron. Yeah. Um, they need to, they need to get over themselves and like, kick some asses i think um the other thing about since we're on the topic of the nationals that whole bryce harper thing was a fucking joke what a fucking joke mike rizzo should be ashamed of himself and fired both what a bunch of good for nothing tricksters right dude like 12 he was available for all of what 12 hours (laughs) (laughs) uh we're we're taking offers you know bryce harper's available he's off the market yeah (laughs) sorry we're we got to keep this guy (laughs) god what a fucking shit show those guys needed to unload Harper. They needed to unload a bunch of things. They yeah. need to, I mean, it's been what, like five years in a row where they're supposed to be really good and now they're not. And they're not. Um, they need new management. They need all new management. <laughs> it's not even just, ma- it's management, it's front office, it's fucking everything. It's exactly how, I mean, I end, I was really wanting to be wrong about my blog the other day that I ended about them that I was like, well, actually, take tell you what, they're not going to do anything because that's what they should do. Yeah, and I was absolutely correct, and I fucking yeah. knew I would be. I didn't want to be wrong, uh, right about it, but I knew I was going to be. Yep, take uh, a bow. Nice prediction. Um, so, question for you around the Nationals and their very shitty culture. Yes. Do you think that this um, is partially Max Scherzer's fault? Do you think he he seems to be the alpha? Yeah. Uh, him and Bryce. Mm-hmm. Do you think Max Scherzer is contributing to the shitty culture? I don't think that he's helping. I think that he might think that he's helping, but I don't think that he is because, I mean, we talked he's about He's a guy this. chirping, chirping at fucking... Strasburg. Uh, yeah. Strasburg, yeah. We, we were talking about that just the other day. Like, that's absolutely insane. Like, what are you fucking doing? That's not a leadership quality. That's being a fucking prick is what that is. And I know about being a fucking prick. Me too. Yeah. I, I got a segment called Piece of Shit. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> How many how many wins do you think the Nationals have if Joe Madden has had control of that team for one season prior? So I was actually looking into this a little bit because so uh, first of all more than they have now, but that's <laughs> that's, at that's least one more, Alex. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, boned by Alex. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was uh, I was looking into this a little bit, and I guess that the best 
Uh, from everything I can tell, it seems like all the players really like Dave Martinez and are really bought into him as a manager. I right. just think that they can't – it's the inmates running the asylum in a way. Like, he's a brand-new manager, and, I, I mean, it's very easy. Like, that's what the people like Alex Cora and uh, what's the fucking uh, – well, Kapler, but also the dude Mickey Calloway was what he was supposed to do. I think, like, you start to, like, separate those guys out, right, of guys that can handle a club that come in there with a very clear vision and know yeah. how to explain that. And yeah. I don't think that he's good at that. And so now we got the inmates running the asylum because it's fucking, you know, like all of a sudden Max Scherzer is in charge or I don't fucking know. I don't know what's going on, dude. I really don't know what's happening with that team. I'm starting to feel bad for them. Yeah, I shouldn't. I mean, they should be winners. They should be like top tier team and they should deserve no uh, sympathy, but I'm starting to feel sympathy for them. They've melted down on like a, a really, uh, Big stage. They've melted down on a really big stage. Them and the Mets uh, produce more drama than any other two teams, and they're in the same fucking division. It's so true, and that's only recently become that way in the last like ever since Matt Williams was their manager for whatever reason. Yeah, um, that was a weird move. Yeah, it was. Um, or Nats. Uh, they're not. I. They're not going to make it happen. They didn't sell anything. They're not going. You are totally right on with your prediction. Um, they're just going to fucking ground. Yeah, he's they're one game over five hundred, but they've been milling back and forth over that because it's so confusing. Because they'll fucking you know drop like a set to like Miami, and then they'll turn around and beat the piss out of the Marlins twenty five to four. Like what well, the you're, hell? You're supposed to beat the piss out of them, right? But you're also supposed to beat the piss out of the Marlins, and that's exactly what I've been saying about the Yankees too, because they're losing the teams they shouldn't be losing to. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. How are you feeling about the Yankees then? Um. I still think they're going to turn it on. They're up four to nothing, by the way, in game one right now. I'm, the Red Sox need to get out of that series and at least and just split it. Is is what I'd be happy with. I'd be ecstatic with a three-one uh, series win. Uh, yeah. The Yankees feel to me like they're still struggling to find that little bit of identity. They did mm. a lot. They had a good deadline. I was really impressed. They added uh, a lot of pitching. Let's see. I'm I'm looking for the exact pieces here, real quick. They got J. A. Happ. Yep. Uh, who now has hand, foot, and mouth disease, not unlike Noah Syndergaard. So watch out, New Yorkers. Hand, foot, and mouth is going around. Did you tell Jimmy to stay away from it? I said, be careful. Hand, foot, and mouth mouth disease is going around New York City. Okay. And then he called J.A. Happ a loser. (laughs) Uh, And then I agreed. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm with him there. I get it. (laughs) Um, They also acquired a little bit more pitching, though, right? They got a few other things. Um, Yeah, they picked up uh Zach Brighton right oh yes yes that was good they did a lot to to sure things up but I still um I don't know man I still don't feel like they did enough to even come close to winning this division so they they just demoted um not demoted I'm sorry they put Sonny Gray in the bullpen Mm -hmm. they got Lance Lynn yes that was the other one I was trying to think of what the fuck is that about Eh. Who knows? But the Red Sox isn't tear Lance the- Lynn like forty five thousand years old? Yes, number one and number yeah, because I I laughed because it was like formal former All Star Lance Lynn, and I was like, yeah, real fucking former. Yeah, circa nineteen ninety nine. Right, he's been in the league since twenty eleven. That's shorter than I thought. <laughs> okay, maybe um, he's just an old timer at heart. Indeed, but he gets fucking murdered by Boston every single time. So they they picked up exactly zero pitching that will help them in a division race that they need to win. Yeah, TBD. I yeah, think. But agreed. You're, the the numbers, you know, tell a, tell a, a pretty bad story. Yeah. Yep. But you know how that goes. Um, 
Yeah, I think you're right about the the series right now. Um, a split would be good. Red Sox have some injuries going on. Bogarts is day-to-day. He should be back tomorrow. Devers is out. Chris Sale missing a start. Mm-hmm. Um, even, if you, even if you took one away right now, I wouldn't say that's a win. That yeah. would be like the minimum, I would say. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, they're going to win at least two of them, I think. I um, think you're probably right. Because we're going to have a David a Price lot. day and, and all that. And it's at Fenway, so... Um, all four? Did, all four. Yeah, did you see that uh, Cashman, <laughs> Brian Cashman, did you see what he said about the Red Sox? No, he was say? He was trying to make some sort of weird point, and he was like, well, he, like it was a strength of schedule thing or something like that that he was trying to prove, but he was like, but like th- of the nine games that they play against each other this year, they've been at, um, so far they've all been at, in the Bronx. And he was like, yeah, well, whenever the Yankees get here, we actually do some damage to them. And it's like, well, mm. so if they win three of four, if the, if Boston wins three of four, I'm going to, I'm going to make a shirt that just says damage. Nice. That's what I'm doing. Okay. Yeah. Is it going to be in those college block letters oh, where it just yeah. says, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, cool. Like and, beer league shirt. Yeah. And it's going to be like, uh, uh, the, the, uh, like the colors of the Red Sox or something like that. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll play with it. I'll figure it out. Can I, can I review the copy and maybe yes. I'll uh, buy, buy one as well? Because, yes. I mean, just walking into the office wearing a shirt that says damage, damage. with no context could be really fucking cool. <laughs> yes, agreed. 100% agreed. Um, <laughs> it's good stuff. No, but uh, so it'll be a good series this weekend. Um, not off to a great start, apparently, but uh, fuck my life. Um, let's see. What else happened? Uh, trade wise, the Rays got Tommy Pham. I think that was a move to get them the hell or him the hell out of their clubhouse. Oh, you think so? That's what it kind of sounds like. Oh, interesting. I didn't yeah. know he was a a big influencer in that way. I didn't really either, but apparently that's true. Or apparently that's the word on the street. Um, huh. Well, whatever. I mean, the Rays are like the Lost Boys of Neverland, so we'll yeah. just we'll allow them to pick up anybody, and they'll succeed. It's awesome. <laughs> it's it's it, it really is incredible. I can't believe I pulled that out of my ass. I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. Um, <laughs> it looked like Matt Harvey was in play for a little while, which that would have yeah, been a hell he of a was... flip. Where do you think he would have gone though? Nobody really wanted him. The only team that I heard link, linked to him uh, consistently was the Braves. I mean, I think he would be a really good fit in like a San Diego clubhouse or something. They're yeah. not any good. Yeah. They need some starting pitching. Why don't you, they were after Chris Archer. That didn't happen. Pick up a Matt Harvey. See how it goes for the latter half of the season. That's already blown. Yep. What the fuck's the you know sign him to one year? What's yeah. The, what's the risk? Exactly. That's that's the way I look at it too. It's going to be. I mean, he he's kind of doing. He's kind of uh, fulfilling that role for Cincinnati right now. So right. It'll be interesting yeah. to see if there's an actual resurgence of him or not. Um. Let's. See. I got. I got to think he's going to rebound a little bit. We know he's good. Yep. I, yeah, I would agree with that. I think his health is going to be the biggest question mark there. Yeah, that's a good point. If he gets good and he starts throwing good curveballs and everything, um, his fucking ligaments will scream. You know what made me really want to vomit was, <laughs> was uh, the even possibility thought, we, I'll, I'll go back to the Harper thing for a second, that Cleveland was going to try to, to obtain him. Oh, I did not need that to happen. <laughs> Uh, whatever. He would be really good in the AL, though. How cool would that I know. Be? That's what I'm saying. I did not want that to fucking happen this year. Of all um, years, I don't want that to happen. Um, I, I, it would have it I mean, worked. Yeah. 
man, that would have been super bad. They really needed an outfielder. Did they yeah. end up joining? Did they find anybody for the outfield, the Indians? I'm not even sure. I don't, not that I recall, to be honest with you. I yeah, know I that they shored up bullpen. They were looking at Adam Jones. Adam Jones is a 10 and five guy. So he waved, he didn't want to get traded anywhere. So Baltimore ended up hanging on to Adam Jones. What are your thoughts um, on I'm, that? Well, he must really like it there and good for him. He does. Yeah, it's chair uh his family's there, friends are there, charities there, all that kind of stuff. Like all really good reasons to to stay put. I guess I I don't know. I would have thought that someone like him I mean, I I've, I've never had a problem with Adam Jones for the most part other than his racist talk at Fenway, but like um and that's not even necessarily on him as much as it is fin- <laughs> the people at Fenway Park. But yeah. Um I I, I guess I was just surprised that he wouldn't want to win a ring somewhere or something like that, but I get it. I mean, you're talking about one season though. So, I mean, I don't, I mean, you're talking about what, three, four months away at the most. Odd. Yeah. Very odd. Interesting. Yep. Yep. What else have we got here? Uh, you've got something on Roberto Ozuna. I believe. Yes. So the, so there are things that I, that make, there's one thing that makes me laugh about that trade. Um, that is that they exchanged one problem for a much bigger problem with Ken Giles being swapped for Roberto Ozuna, who, mm-hmm. for our listeners who don't know, is currently ser- serving an 80-game suspension for domestic violence. Domestic violence, Sam. Right. Just for you. Ah, dome. Dome. Um, so, literally, and if, if our audience didn't see, a couple weeks ago, Giles was moved down to the minors quickly after mm-hmm. he told uh, A.J. Hinch to fuck off after he came off the mound. <laughs> <laughs> um, very, very clearly. <laughs> so they ex- so they need to get him out of the room, which I understand. What I don't understand is bringing in Roberto Ozuna here, um, which he is currently uh, you know, playing for the Blue Jays, or was playing for the Blue Jays, uh, serving this suspension. One of the most electric closers in baseball, I would say. I mean, the guy's good. Don't get me wrong. <clears throat> dude, dude was on my fantasy team. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. He's good. My problem is this whole domestic violence thing and why the fuck should he be playing baseball at all? He has a trial that's still pending out there about his guilt. And to me, you know, we talk about domestic violence a whole lot in this country, unfortunately, and around the world, really. And, you know, women have a right to, to, to not deal with that shit and, and, you know, be fucking besmirched for fucking trying to trying to you know, just stay quiet and all that. They shouldn't have to stay quiet. It's ridiculous. And the more that society lets these fucking professional athletes go out there and serve an 80-game suspension and be like, oh, no, it's all right. I'm, I'm going to close for a World Series team now and fucking win a ring. That is yeah. outrageous to me. And the MLB will do something about this rule because right now, if you serve a suspension for domestic violence, you're eligible to play in the postseason. Now, if you now A-Rod ran to this where he served a full season suspension, technically he would have been eligible to play in the postseason for the Yankees. He could not due to the rule that they had changed that year. Mm. They need to change that rule. I completely agree. I think um, if if nothing else, most people can agree that actions speak louder than words. Yep. And the fact that um, I'm going to change the subject a little bit away from away from the, the rules of the game, mm-hmm. but um, people are more wound up about what people tweeted 10 years ago than this guy beating his fucking girlfriend. Yes. Um, so that to me is like despicable. Yes. Um, obviously the actions are despicable, but the fact that that somehow means more just because it's on social media and that's mm-hmm. like 
an outlet that people understand yeah um really makes me sad so so the other i agree with you 100 percent. that's that's a very good point and so the other part of this is so i believe in second chances i believe that people fuck up we've all done it we've all been there Not me. i don't fuck up oh ever no gotcha that's like me i'm never uncomfortable um yeah, gotcha <laughs> But, um, you're not ticklish. What? (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, uh, (laughs) you really broke my train of thought there. Good job. (laughs) So much for not being uncomfortable. Right. No, but, uh, the other thing about it is I'm, I'm, so I'm all for giving people second chances. This dude is still like in the midst of sorting this legal battle out. That's where I have a problem with it. And so, you know, he served a suspension and I get that and that's fine. I feel like if you're in the legal process still, you shouldn't be able to come back and play baseball. But further than that, um, I think that it's a real piece of shit thing that the Astros did. And a lot of teams do this. This is not exclusive to the Astros by any stretch of the imagination. But to sit there and proclaim, oh, he's, you know, we feel really comfortable with this and we've done our due diligence. Due diligence is, diligence is always my favorite during these kinds of situations. We've done our due yeah. diligence and we feel like he's, uh, you know, he's remorseful for his actions and that he feels bad and that, you know, he's learned a lot and he's moving on and trying to help this team win and, and you know, blah, 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 fucking blah, 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 blah. It's just yeah. outrageous talk. Okay. And so then today, so that, so Houston puts out, the GM puts out this whole statement about this and today Ozuna's lawyers come out and say, he's not remorseful for what he did. He's uh, remorseful for the circumstances. So in other words, no, that's absolute bullshit by the team. Yes. And that is is outrageous. uh, He's remorseful that he got caught. Right. And further than that, it's on the team for trying to make up bullshit and just trying to smooth it over in some sort of PR circus. That's bullshit. And that's exactly why women are afraid to come forward with this kind of shit because teams prioritize winning over everything else and it's wrong, period. Yep. Moral stance, yep. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's a business. We're in a capitalistic um, economy. So that's right. just, I, that's how it goes. I did you a fuck. solid in this. You did me a solid. Huh? I did. I rewrote what the statement should say that the team should put out. Okay. Okay? Hit me. This is what it should say. Osuna's criminal charges make him what we, as baseball analysts, call an undervalued asset, and we felt it was a great arbitrage opportunity. Indeed, it was quite fortunate for us, from a cost-of-doing-business perspective, that Osuna hit that woman and got into this mess in the first place. However, we believe in second chances. Yeah. There you go. That's what they should really fucking say. Yeah. I totally agree. I think um, there's a lot of people being ousted, not just in baseball or sports. It's everywhere. Um, but anyone who's who's on a, a grander stage, you know, TV anchors, things like that, Bill O'Reilly comes to mind. Mm-hmm. They're doing terrible things and they're not getting work. Right. Um, but in sports, somehow they are still doing so. Yes. It's because winning is prioritized over everything else and that's wrong. And further than that, the thing about it too, to me is I respect the hell out of the Astros organization. I understand you don't like them nearly as much. I get it. It's a rivalry thing. I, you know, whatever. It's, it's funny. I'll get, I'll talk about my feelings on the Astros after we're done with this. Okay. Um, I respect, I've always respected that organization. This is something that, that garners a loss of respect from Reed Ryan and Nolan Ryan. I know he's just like a consultant, uh, and their GM, Jeff Ludlow. Fuck all them. Yeah. That's outrageous. You're telling me that they couldn't find go out there and find a, re, uh, a reliever slash closer 
somewhere. Do you know what Dave Dombrowski said whenever they, he was asked about whether they talked to the Blue Jays about Osuna? We never even fucking considered it. Wow. I think yeah, without the fucking. The way, that's the way it should be. I think he said that without the fucking, but still. Yeah, do you think that uh, he didn't consider it or that it was not considered that they would trade to an in-division rival? I don't think they give a fuck about that. Yeah, okay, yeah. fair. Yeah, it's reprehensible. I don't think it's a good move. Uh, the rules are totally fucked up. He should definitely be banned for a full season or what, whatever the number of games is. Definitely not postseason eligible given what yeah. happened. That's where my head's at. I, 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 man, I'm 100% for second chances. And you know what? He may go to counseling and all that and get, get it all under control. And that's cool. I'm, gra- I'm happy for that. Like, if it means this shit's not happening, I'm totally good with that. But th- I, I just I don't understand the Astros' logic here. I think you nailed it. I think the the repercussions or the waves that it makes in terms of um, keeping women from coming forward for future future incidences is right on. Um, couldn't have said it any better. Yep, it's a great take. It's a shitty situation. Um, I don't like that the Astros did that. Now, if if you please, I would like to tell you my opinion of the Astros. One more thing before I do that, because I definitely want to yeah. hear your your opinion. Did you happen to well, see what Verlander, what all he said about people that get into this mess? No. So Verlander has been a very vocal. He said that I'm pulling up the exact tweets real quick. He tweeted out whenever something like this happened last year, he had tweeted out, oh, it was the surveillance video with that Houston player who like threw his girlfriend down the stairs and all that shit last year. Yeah. Uh, He literally tweeted the middle finger emoji and said, like with that, that hand, like, fuck you, man. Basically, I hope the rest of your life without baseball is horrible. You deserve all that is coming your way. Nice. What the hell is he supposed to say now? Uh, I don't know. He's probably not going to talk to him too much. Yeah, no. Do you think that's the kind of move that turns the clubhouse culture around? It can. It sure can. And they better be fucking careful. I I wonder how Houston sold that to the team and to the fans, because I would be furious if this was going on in Boston. Houston's a very interesting city in its composition, um, politically and ethnically. So agreed. It's hard to say how that's going to impact them. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to hear yeah, your. I mean, oh, you go got to you you got to think that um, that's either going to turn the clubhouse on its head a little bit culturally. Um, you got to try and embrace your new teammate, or they just deject him and he sucks dicks on the mound. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the other Verlander. So Verlander was asked about it in a post game yesterday. Uh, maybe it was the day before that, and he was pretty much like, yeah, I stand behind everything I've said about it, and I don't change my mind at all. And good for him. He's a veteran with rings. Like, yep. fuck off. He yep. can do whatever the fuck he wants. Exactly. And he he sports like a, a sub-2 ERA. So, yeah. Is he, he still dating... Um, what's her face? Kate Upton. Kate Upton? He's married to her. He's married to her? Yeah, they went He seems got- like a really good guy. I think I'd like to have a beer with Justin Verlander. Verlander, so if you want to be on the podcast, we'll talk some. We're stuff. happy to have him. We're absolutely happy to have him. Uh, my, so he married her like the day after the World Series win, uh, which seems- good for him. It's irrelevant, but I, I just, I, that's a no, piece of thing. That's a thing that I know about him. Do you, know wh- seems- Do you want to know why it's not irrelevant in Justin's world? Because you have the same name? Uh, no, not exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, well, there's that, yes. Uh, a couple years ago, there was a massive iCloud leak, and a bunch of photos of him and her got leaked out, and I definitely ran across too many pictures of his dick. Oh, no. Well, yeah. you know, he seems like the type of guy where he probably doesn't care that much. I mean, I'm not worried about it. It's a good-looking dick. What are you going to do about it? You can't get angry, then you just suffer twice. It's a good-looking dick. 
Good for him. Yep. All right. Tell me about your feelings about the Astros. Yeah. So this is a very uncommon opinion of a division rival, but I like the Astros. A okay. Lot. Okay. Um, they sucked forever and ever and ever. And then they came into our division and we beat the shit out of them. We've always had the silver boot award or silver boot trophy. Um, the winner of the season series between the two Texas teams gets the silver boot. I think we've taken like 19 of 22 or something like that. It's a lot. So pretty much, pretty much every season we're beating their dicks in up until the last couple of years. Um, well, hell, I it like just watching... happened the other day. Right. Yeah. We swept them. What yeah. the fuck was that about? <laughs> exactly. That's my point. Yeah. Unbelievable. I, for, for, I will say for a split second, I was like, the Rangers have a chance. <laughs> and then I was like, stop it. You know the data doesn't support that. No. <laughs> Poor guys. <laughs> um, but, I, you know, I watched the rebuild. I watched them move from the NL to the AL, and they struggled, and they, they got destroyed for years and years and years. Yep. They did a proper rebuild. They've got great talent. They've got a great attitude. They're fun to watch. And... um you know, that's not something that's super common. Like, you're never going to say that about the Yankees. Nope. But um, I don't care. I like watching them. Yeah. And I like watching them play my team. And, you know, if we win, that's great. Um, watching them get a World Series, I thought was really fucking cool. Yeah. And I, you know, for someone, uh, another team in my division to win the World Series, I think is good for the division. And not, um, I don't want to shit on them. You know, if it's yep. Cowboys, Eagles, I'm shitting on the Eagles. Right. But um, I don't know. I just feel differently about baseball. I like the Astros a lot, and that's not a super popular opinion. Exactly. We don't want the whole thing, and thank God this doesn't happen, but we don't want the whole thing like happens in basketball where it's Cleveland and Golden State every fucking year. Like, l- luckily that won't be the case anymore. But even so, like, that's – I love the different teams. And, I mean, baseball, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about who gets hot at the right time. At the, I mean, at the end of the day, right? And so um, I had a lot of respect for that organization. I have a lot less respect for them now. So. 100%. Not a great move, um, but they're winning and they're they're going for wins. And, you know, to some extent, you have to understand that. But, I mean, it's at a cost, and I, I would not take that cost. Yes, it's not. I don't understand why they think that's worth it. They're the defending World Series champions and, like, in the co, like, in the I'd say the top three, four, five favorites to win the World Series again this year. Why do you right. take that risk? I don't understand. And like, you think about you think about showing that guy on national television when he's uh, pitching in the game. That's going to come up. Oh yeah, it, it. I will make sure it does on Twitter. I'll tell you that. Um, the other thing about it too is like, Ken Giles sucked dick this year. So any, okay. re- but any reliever that they went out and got was going to be better than that. So like, I don't understand why this risk was taken here. They went out and got the best one they could. And he's, you know, to your point, he's, he is really good. Yeah. I'm going to pick him up in my fantasy league. Not if I get to him first. <laughs> I'm not fucking touching him. I was actually looking at him last night and I was like, yeah, I'm not fucking touching that asshole. Fuck that. Not yet. We need to see how he does. He yeah. could, he could totally be shaky up there. If it's a shitty clubhouse situation, he could be total garbage. I don't want to win. I don't want to win with that fucking guy on my team. You can win without that guy on your team. Exactly. I cannot. I might need him. Exactly. Um, but I'm not payrolling him, and I'm not endorsing what he does. Indeed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you were paying him, that'd be one thing. Yeah. Um, I just saw breaking news, Pablo Sandoval, Pablo F. Sandoval, end of season surgery on his knee. Shocking. Oh, which one? I don't care. <laughs> it's all fat. <laughs> it's all just a big goo. Goo yep. joints. <laughs> exactly. You'd think you'd have enough fat and 
shit in there just to keep it all together, but apparently <laughs> it's not. It's made out of dim sum and burritos. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, any other deadline stuff? How do you feel about where the Rangers went? We sold some pieces. I don't think um, Beltre probably blocked whatever trade we were yeah. trying to do with Braves. Good for him, which man. is understandable. Glad we got rid of Cole Hamels. Happy. He actually had a really good start he the did. other day. Five oh. innings, nine K. Got the win. Uh, maybe gave up one run, I think, unearned. Yep. yep. And then um, we got rid of Diekman and Ke- uh, Keone Kella. Yep. I think we did okay. We didn't do amazing. I don't think we needed to clean house. Yeah. But we got rid of enough to get some return. We'll just see how that return pans out. I agree with that. I think um, I think it's such a missed opportunity. They could have traded like Darvish and Hamels two or three years ago and gotten the ass load for him. But, you know, it happens. Same with Profar. Yep, same with Profar. Profar a long time ago and gotten a ton of shit. Exactly. So that's a shame. But uh, I love that Diekman was able to just walk from one locker room to the other. Well, I think they used the bullpen cart, but they did. I saw yeah. that video. Great job. Yeah. Did you happen to catch his post game interview? Like first night with the diamondbacks and everything? No, I didn't, man. He was like in tears. He was really, really like, I mean, he was, it was a thankfulness to, to Texas and everything. He really, really uh, loved it there. And, and I think that, um, you know, definitely tore him up a little bit to get traded, but he, I mean, he understands. It's not like he hadn't been in that, that position before, but so did he, I'm sorry, I don't know this, but did he come up through our system? Is that why he's so attached to it? Or did he just happen to really like where our clubhouse was and things like that? He came in the, uh, Cole Hamels trade. Right, 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 right. Yeah. 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 So he was drafted by Philly, but yeah, but he spent four, three, four years, something like that here. Yeah. I would say we probably have a top 10 clubhouse, like in terms of, a uh, nice mix of veterans and young guys. You you got Beltre and Andrews in there. Yeah. Like, what else do you need to have a super solid culture on the team? Exactly. And I think if anything, like, keep building that, keep working on it, acquire what you can in free agency. Yeah. Um, and just keep building brick by brick. You'll get there. Do you think that when Beltre retires, he'll be a coach on the Rangers? How cool would that be? Wow, I hadn't even thought about that. Uh, I mean, you look at Mark yeah. McGuire being a, a hitting coach all over the place. Barry Bonds trying to do the same thing. Yeah. Uh, How cool would that be? I mean, you could continue having that super impactful um, personality and, and like aura on the team without paying a guy to play the ball. First of all, those two, not necessarily in the same category as well, Beltre. Sa- yeah, Sammy Sosa <laughs> should be a fucking apologizing. Yep. For that pink hat in particular. Um, what a son of a bitch. Yeah, I could see that. I hadn't really thought about that, but that'd be cool, man. I would, I would be good. I I could see that. I could definitely see that. Beltre is just far and away my favorite baseball player of all time. Such a good guy. Love it. So afraid of getting his head touched. Oh, so funny. So funny every time. Um, all right. I think that about concludes trade deadline talk. Why don't we do a little bit of rapid fire? Let's do rapid fire. Rapid fire! I'm going to apologize in advance because my first question is a little bit of a mind fuck. So if you need me to repeat it, I totally will. Okay, okay. so speaking of that, speaking of that, I would like to raise a, uh, uh, a problem with you <laughs> before we go there. I got, a, I got a gripe with you, sir. Yeah, I've got, All right. I've got a problem with you. So we were playing Jeopardy several weeks ago, or uh, the game show, we're, we're, yeah. Faux Jeopardy. What did Ben call it? It was, uh, uh, I forget. He called it something specific to keep us out of legal trouble. I just fucked that all to hell, but that's okay. <laughs> um, 
I asked Ben to repeat a question because we can't see the question, and you were like, you can't fucking do that. I'm like, I can't see the question, asshole. Like, what do you mean you can't do that? Pay attention. No, I don't want to pay attention. Well, <laughs> well then you don't want to win. <laughs> anyway, first question, go for it. Okay, true or false? Lance Berkman is the Phil Mickelson of baseball. <laughs> what is that? Hold on. Let me, let me parse through this. I see the vision. <laughs> I definitely see the vision. Um, I'll repeat it for the listeners. True or false, Lance Berkman is the Phil Mickelson of baseball. Man, so, like, my feelings on Phil have changed in probably the last, like, four or five years because he is a fucking asshole, man. I hate him. And yeah, so is Lance. True. I, I 100% agreed. Um, but I feel like Phil's more of a dick. I think. I don't know. Uh, you know what? Let me think on that, and I'll get back to you with a, a definitive answer. But for now, we're going to go with false. It's a simple question. A baby could answer it. <sighs> Not accurately. Phil Mickelson goes out there and tries to wear Oxford shirts playing golf. Fuck him. Like, okay, well, Lance Berkman is probably as close as we're going to get to Phil Mickelson in baseball. You're probably right, though. Yeah. You I'll think like, on it. You'll, I, have to, you'll have to come back next yeah. episode with an answer. I do and certainly see the vision, though. All right. Does, you you're not answering it immediately, so we're going to need some background and some context on your answer. Okay. Anyway. I can do that. I can definitely do that. Uh, does Tommy Pham drink skim milk? Who? No. I think he drinks fucking uh, toilet wine. Toilet wine? Yeah, like a Home, prisoner. Homemade? Yeah. Okay. That's the only way to do it, right? He spent some time in the clink, I bet. Yep, probably. Um, is Gabe Kapler right right <laughs> about what anything everything baseball look at his fucking team yeah he's definitely he may not be wrong <laughs> um we know we know he swishes skim milk in his mouth spits it out though oh <laughs> uh, with the protein powder i think um yeah hmm. he might be right man i think he might be right i think it's gonna that's gonna need to play it's out itself out next year though to, to really be firm on that I think he got fucked on some shifts and some terrible moves right away. Yeah. And he seems to have adjusted, and I yeah. think he's doing a great job. I'm impressed with – dude. I, hey, man, I, I'm the first to say that I am impressed that he has kind of turned things around and figured things out. I mean, it's – I would imagine that being a first-time manager and having not, like, been in any kind of, like, bench coach-type situation or anything like that before, I would think that there would definitely be some faux pas and missteps there that you can't keep yourself from happening because you've got this, like – massive new toy that you can literally do fucking anything with yes. and probably just got a little bit too excited. Not shocking. However, right. Yeah, totally. Is mud still an issue in Pittsburgh? Who given the weather, the systems out there, you betcha. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll check back out, check back in on that later in the season. Yeah. <laughs> J.A. Happ and Noah Syndergaard both have hand, foot and mouth disease. Who's next? Ooh, well, it's going to be someone in New York. Uh, I'm going to go with Sonny Gray. Yeah. But you know what? It's, yeah, I'm going to go with Sonny Gray. Babyface Sonny Gray. Who are your current World Series picks? Ooh, current World Series picks. That's, uh, ooh, fuck. Um, I can tell you who's not going to win, and that's whoever's in the NL. <laughs> yep. <laughs> are, are, we are we devolving to a situation where, the NL is going to become like the East and the NBA. 
No, it's not that bad. I think the 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 NL is going to come back around in the next couple of years. It's already on its way. It's already better than it's been the last few years. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go Red Sox versus. Mm, I think maybe Arizona. Yeah, not the Dodgers there, huh? Okay. No, I don't like the Dodgers. That is going to be quite the race as we get towards the end. That is going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I I think Red Sox probably take the AL pennant over the Astros. I think the Astros are just going to get – they've been working hard to get all these wins. They've they've just got a tougher schedule. As we have empirically proven – Son of a bitch. Um – and I would factor of like seven. I wouldn't have a harder schedule. I wouldn't count Colorado out either, only being a game and a half back in that division either. I'm not saying they'll get to the World Series or anything, but I'm just saying I wouldn't I wouldn't count them out there either. Yeah, don't go sleeping on Colorado. They didn't do anything at the trade deadline, did they? They picked up a couple guys, but okay. it wasn't anything major. I did see that uh Jake Lamb went uh his season is over right as we walked in the studio. Fuck. That so, sucks. That sucks for the Diamondbacks for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else? Nope. Those were my three. Good stuff, man. All right. Well, we want to remind everyone, sensiblyloud.com, blogs, pods, photos, more. Check it out. Make sure to uh, follow us on social media at the Outfielder Pod. Uh, on Twitter, same as the Instagram. Make sure to check us out on uh, Facebook as well. The Outfielder Podcast is what it's under. We are on the Apple iTunes Store. We are on the Google Play Store. Make sure to check us out there. Rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends. Make sure that they know about The Outfielder. We want to thank everyone for tuning in for episode 38 of The Outfielder podcast. We would like to thank all of our fans, Sensibly Loud Media, our sponsors, and those with a sharp eye to keep the runners close. Grounds crew, please keep patrolling that outfield. Don't text and drive. And we'll see you right back here next time on The Outfielder podcast. Die, 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 die,